today, the candidates who want to serve you as 6th District Congressman, State Representative in the 40th Legislative District, Overton County Circuit Court Clerk, Cookville City Councilman, Overton County School Board Member, and Overton County Register of Deeds. Welcome to Meet the Candidates from Live Rock 95.9 and News Talk 94.1. I'm Tom Duggan. Today, our series continues where you get the chance to hear from the candidates, where they stand, the issues that are important in their minds, where they want to take the Upper Cumberland moving forward. We begin today's program with Randall Cooper, who is seeking the Democratic nomination for the U.S. House of Representatives coming up on August 4th. Randall, it's good to have you on the program. What led to your decision to seek the congressional seat out of District 6? Well, sir, when they um, gerrymandered my section in Nashville into the 6th District, I was uh, checking the the candidate profiles to see if anyone was uh, going to run on the Democratic side against John Rose. And uh, when nobody appeared with a uh, with a big political machine or, or a organized um, operation, I decided to pull a petition and throw my hat into the ring. Randall, what experiences in your life do you feel help make you a good candidate for Congress? I am a problem solver. I am not a lawyer, and I am not a born politician. I was trained to be a mechanical engineer, and mechanical engineers take problems apart, figure out the root causes, and come up with the most optimal solutions. That makes me a little bit different from the average uh, lawyer who's just trying to figure out the the cleverest way to get his constituents uh, and and donors happy. Um, I'm actually looking to, to solve the problems that we have. Were there any particular issues that stand out that also factored into your decision to run? I am um, concerned about the state of democracy in this country. Um, there is a there is a vocal contingent of people who are not satisfied with uh, the outcomes of elections who sometimes turn to um, means that are inappropriate, you might say, to try to get their way. And uh, there are those in Congress and in the Senate who support that, and uh, that is unacceptable in a functioning democracy. Randall Cooper is our guest. I'll meet the candidates. Again, he is seeking a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives out of District 6. Randall, when you look at inflation and things that are going on in our nation, do you feel like enough is being done to help people, particularly in the rural areas like many of the folks in District 6? Not currently, sir. Um, One thing that we could be doing is paying people more money. If we increase the minimum wage in this country, people would have a lot more money in their pockets in order to help fight inflation, help pay for high gas prices. If we had restored the child tax credit that was taken away in the past year, um, parents would have more money to help feed their kids. There's a lot we could be doing on that side. And in addition, there's some more long-term options um, dealing with with breaking up monopolies and keeping big business from being able to charge whatever they want for for goods and services. Fuel prices are another major concern among a lot of folks nationwide. Again, do you feel like enough is being done? And if not, what other steps could be taken to help with relief in that area? Well, as you know, um, Democrats passed a price gouging measure to, to stop the the runaway prices at the fuel pumps and um, Republicans in the Senate unfortunately blocked it and most of the Republicans in the House voted against it. I'm not sure what their motivation was to make sure that gas companies just can't price charge whatever they want for a gallon of gas. Um, so that obviously could have been done, but we didn't have the political will to do it. Randall, what do you see some other big issues that are facing folks, particularly when you break it down into the rural parts of Tennessee? Well, there are there are folks everywhere I talk to that are worried about their body autonomy. Um, Republicans just recently voted against uh, contraception for women, and women in urban districts and in rural districts want to be able to choose when they are allowed to have a kid, when they when they want to have a kid. I don't know why 
the incumbent in this race decided that he wanted to vote against that, but he did. And um, it has made a lot of people very upset. Randall Cooper, as far as the campaign trail, what has it been like for you thus far? And what are some of the concerns that voters have been sharing with you along the way? Voters in the the rural areas of the, of the state and um, as I go along in the con- campaign trail are very vocal about a certain number of things. They are, they are worried about inflation, as you've already mentioned. Um, they are worried about how this country is treating veterans. Um, as you as you may have heard, Republicans in the Senate just blocked uh, legislation that would that would help veterans who are exposed to burn pits in Agent Orange. Um, they are worried about their health care and um, the closure of hospitals in rural areas. It would be very good if we had a governor in this state who took that issue very very seriously and would expand Medicaid so that we could we could help our voters and constituents in rural areas. Randall Cooper, if you are elected to Congress, what would the voters in District 6 be getting in Randall Cooper as their congressman? They would be getting a problem solver. They would be getting someone who digs into the details and someone who cares about dotting the I's and crossing the T's and who think every day not to be powerful but to be good and to do the right thing. Randall Cooper has been our guest to meet the candidates. Again, Randall is seeking a seat in the U.S. House of Representatives out of District 6. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Michael Hale. Now, Michael is seeking a seat in the Tennessee House of Representatives out of District 40. Now, Thursday, August 4th, will serve as the state primary with the state general elections coming up in November. Michael, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, what was it that led to your decision to seek a seat in the Tennessee House of Representatives? You know, my life has been uh, just about serving people from the time I was 11 of bagging groceries at a grocery store in Alexandria to starting working in a funeral home when I was 14. My life has been about people, serving people, caring for people. And when the district lines were were redrawn, these counties, uh, each one of them, they're not just a place on the map, but it's places where I've either have family, where I've lived. Uh, My wife and I, our entire family has lived in basically in the 40th district our entire lives. And so just uh, a greater way of serving the people and wanting to see some things get done and, and just really work to, to help the people of the 40th district and, and to see that we get our share and, and to see that uh, that things are done here in the 40th district. Michael, what experiences in your life do you feel help make you a good candidate? One of the biggest things is listening to people. Uh, God gave us two ears and one mouth, and I've, I've and we've all heard that said so many times. But as a representative, uh, we are to represent the people, their needs, uh, to address the issues, to make sure that we're getting our fair share of of the the dollars that are being spent, whether it's on schools or roads, and and so with that experience of of just listening to people, and and as I said. Uh, having been in, in the funeral business, you listen to people and you carry out their wishes, you carry out their desires, and that's basically what a representative is. You're listening to your people, and then you're, and then of course, the fact of being a business owner, uh, we uh, have owned a business for the last 23 years, so we understand the hardships and we understand uh, the struggles of making payroll and 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 all the juggles of of family and life and. And, and a business, and so all of those experiences through the years, I feel like Tom have given me the the opportunity to be able to take those experiences and and those uh, life lessons and and uh, uh, be able to go to Nashville and and to go to work from day one for the people of the 40th district. Michael Hale is our guest on Meet the Candidates again. Michael is seeking a seat in the Tennessee House of Representatives out of District 40. Michael, were there any particular issues or events that helped influence your decision to run? You know, I think the biggest thing is is just the fact that that we need an effective uh, conservative uh, that'll go to to work for us. Uh, we uh, 
realize that now we're uh, facing a recession. Our state, uh, I think the new numbers are we're roughly around $4 billion in surplus, uh, more than just a, a sales tax holiday for whether it's a weekend or, or a month for food. We need permanent tax cuts. We need to, to be giving permanent relief to our, our citizens that work hard. We need to be putting money back into their pockets. And then Tom's schools have been a passion of, of mine all my life, our public schools. Taylor and I have been very involved with our schools here in DeKalb County and served on different committees and different things and worked and, and helped with our schools. And then just the fact that when you travel throughout the district, and I've heard it from road supervisors, I've heard it from the general public, we need better roads and infrastructure projects. For instance, this last year there was over $5 million, $500 million spent on roads and uh, road projects and, and not a one in our district. And so we need we need to be getting our share. I'm absolutely for not raising any more taxes, but at the same time, I just want us to get our share of, of what we're, you know, what's being done. Uh, the 40th district deserves our part. And, and I just, I'm excited about it, uh, the things that we could get done for this district. And I'm going to be ready on day one to, to fight for those things. Michael, do you see a big difference when you talk about in representation of, of people in more rural areas and, and more urban areas? A, a lot of the 40th district, is, of course, is going to impact more rural people, but do you see the needs and wants being a little bit different? They definitely are. Uh, you know, Tom, we don't have the, the revenue. For instance, you look at our schools, and we hear it said so much. Uh, you've been here in, in DeKalb County. People will drive to Lebanon and then they talk about the school at Watertown or they talk about the, the school at, at Baxter, at Upperman, and they say, why can't we have that? We don't have the revenue. We don't have the means to be able. We don't have that sales tax base. So, you know, there there's much greater needs, but yet our teachers, our students, our parents, we deserve the same facilities. We deserve the same technologies. We deserve every bit of that 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 the the urban areas deserve and so so that's where the state's got to step up and help these rural communities in these rural areas uh and that'll be something that i'm very uh, passionate about is to make sure that uh, as state government we we help those uh areas because we don't want our our students we don't want our uh senior citizens and and things we don't want them left uh behind or left out Michael Hale, what has the campaign experience been like for you thus far? Oh my goodness, it has been—it's uh, been an experience, you know, covering four uh, complete counties from Cannon to Cap, Smith, Jackson, and then a part of Wilson County. My goodness, from early mornings to late nights, there's been some mornings that I would start at five thirty, six o'clock, and end at uh, twelve thirty, one o'clock at night. So, uh, but. The people of this district, I believe we've got some of the greatest people on the face of the earth. The hospitality, the kindness uh, from Polk Salad Festival to the, the good old days, to the Jamboree, to the Cornbread Festival, the fairs, all of those events and knocking on doors and, and just being out, seeing government leaders and, 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 and different suppers and uh, benefits. Uh, it has been amazing. We have met, we have made some of the greatest friends, uh, that will last a lifetime just by going through this campaign. Let me also say this, Tom, I want to give honor. Uh, I know with the redistricting, uh, uh, that, uh, representative John Mark Wendell, that, uh, service that he has given to, uh, the Jackson County area, especially. Uh, so I want to give honor to him for the service that, uh, as I've traveled the, the county, I've heard that so much of his voice and what he's done. So I give honor to him uh, in, in that portion of this district, and, and uh, I just look forward to, to being able to see the people and, and help in any way I can. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Michael Hale has been our guest to Meet the Candidates. Again, Michael is seeking a seat in the Tennessee House of Representatives out of District 40. And again, August 4th will be the primary for that state election with the general election coming up in November.
If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed. Dead branches removed. Stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Next up on Meet the Candidates is Terry Lynn Weaver. Now, Terry Lynn is the incumbent in the Tennessee House of Representatives in District 40. Terry Lynn, thanks for joining us today. When you first got involved in the state legislature, what was it that made you want to be involved in the state legislature? Uh, well, and, and good and good morning, Tom, and it's my pleasure to be on here with you as well. And in answering your question, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind was holding my uh, first grandson, West. Holding him, and he was just a little guy, and I just had to, I was asking the question, what kind of world would he grow up into? And what will I answer to him when he says um, to me, you know, what have you done to protect my freedom and my liberty here in the state of Tennessee? So that, that was my, my initiation or, or my, my reason for wanting to run. Terry Lynn, what were some of the challenges the state faced at that time? And maybe compare and contrast that to what the state is facing at the current time. Uh, when I went in in 2009, uh, there was a special session called by Governor Bredesen, and it was a $500 million of federal funding being given to the state of Tennessee for education, and uh, it was called Race to the Top. So we had a special session, a two-week session, to decide, and I served on education, to decide if Tennessee wanted the money. It was a very... Um, was eye-opening to me, Tom, because, again, I'm a freshman, and when you're a freshman, you, you listen more and say less. And so, but the gist of the whole event was to get the money, and my biggest concern was, was, well, what does Tennessee have to give in order to get this money? Now, as a representative, as one who goes and works for the people of the 40th District, you go to represent the voices of the people that sent you there. So I did the right thing by contacting my school administrators and uh, people in all the schools in the District 40. I said, you sure you want me to vote for this? And they gave me the thumbs up. Yep, vote for it. We Somebody's going to get the money. We might as well get it. And ever since that vote, uh, we have been now trying to chase and get rid of all the stuff that came to the classroom because of taking the money back in 2009. And that is still, to this day, when you're getting federal funding, you are still uh, beholden to them uh, on what regs and rules that you go by. So you kind of lose your liberty and your freedom to teach Tennessee values, and it becomes more and more of a federal uh, Department of Education values. And, and we're still trying to go, you know, get rid of this uh, egregious uh, ideologies now, such as critical race theory, Common Core gender politics. All this stuff comes now with federal money. Terry Lynn Weaver is our guest. I'll meet the candidates. Again, she is seeking re-election to the Tennessee House of Representatives in District 40. Terry Lynn, when you're talking education, what challenges do you see the schools, particularly in these rural areas, the biggest challenges that they're facing right now? The number one that I think of immediately is teacher shortage. Uh, we have across the state uh, a shortage of 7,000 teachers uh, we're short of. And just in, in the middle Tennessee area, it, I believe the last count was somewhere near 1,200 to uh, 1,500 of those shortages right here in my neighborhood. And that's a problem. You know, we want our, our children to have qualified teachers in front of them. We've also known that through the COVID uh, incidents when we had our kids out of the classroom. I mean, they just didn't do as well. So kids do well with a teacher in front of them in a classroom. 
And that is a serious issue right now because we're just not having uh, people going into the profession and those that are in it are retiring early. And so we have this huge vacuum of a shortage. From a state perspective, do you see ways that you can maybe entice more students to want to become interested in the education field to maybe help remedy that issue? Yes, uh, we put some policy in place. I carried legislation last year for teachers who um, are, were in the classroom, who wanted to be in the classroom and didn't have all of their uh, their professional licenses in place. They could teach in certain classes, and of course it was all done by on a local level. The administrators in the local level would choose some of these um, students to come teach in kindergarten. And you know, again, they want to be in, in that classroom. So we had legislation to help them stay in the classroom, teach the kids, and then be able to uh, obtain their professional license. Um, also, we have, had, we have uh, another bill that carried a reciprocity bill. Basically, if you're a professional in Georgia, you can do the same professional in Tennessee. So you can cross the state lines and get into a classroom uh, without so many bumps in the road and basically a smooth transition. And then the other bill that I have is to get rid of the praxis uh, examinations or tests that teachers are required to take um, and pay for out of their own pocket. And these praxis tests are tied to Common Core. They're aligned to Common Core. So we, we passed it in the House and the Senate last year, and it went to finance, and then it was not put in the budget this year. So I will hopefully, Lord willing, bring that back again next year, because I, I just think if the state is going to mandate this test to our teachers, then uh, the state should pay for it. So we're trying to do things on a policy uh, area where we can help our teachers. And then, of course, the state, we have the last three, four, maybe five years, we've allocated uh, teacher pay raises for our teachers, too, and I've always supported that. So if we can make uh, the climate uh, more... Uh, uh, favorable for teachers, uh, I'm all for that. Terry Lynn Weaver, as you're out on the campaign trail meeting with constituents, what are you hearing from them in terms of what their biggest concerns are? Well, uh, bar none, it's economy. Uh, pumping gas in your truck, uh, the cost that it's costing uh, families to just keep gasoline in their vehicles to go to work, and then after getting off work and going to the grocery store and having to pay the uh, high cost of our groceries and the inflation, that is um, across the board one of the top issues. Next, it would be um, just some of the things that are coming down the pike from the feds. I mean, the feds are the ones that deal with the, the inflation issues. Tennessee, as a state, as you know, next month we passed uh, a tax-free holiday for the whole month of August for goods, groceries, uh, school clothing, um, these types of things that, you know, hopefully help take some of the uh, bitter bite out of uh, families across Tennessee. Terry Lynn Weaver has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Terry Lynn is seeking re-election to the State House of Representatives out of District 40. As we continue to meet the candidates, we're joined via telephone by Lori Hammock, now, Lori is challenging for the seat of Overton County Circuit Court Clerk. Lori, thanks for joining us this morning. What led to your decision to run for the Office of Circuit Court Clerk? Well, thank you for having me. Um, I've worked here in the office for 18 years. Um, the current clerk, Ms. Barbara Matthews, has decided she would not seek re-election. And so I've worked here. I've been the office manager for 12 of those 18 years. And so I decided that I wanted to run for the office. How much do you feel like it helps you having those years of service in the Overton Circuit Court Clerk's office? Oh, it helps me tremendously. I feel like I, I, I know every, I know all the ins and the outs, everything that needs to be done. Um, and over my course of working in the office, I've actually worked every aspect of the office. There's, we have several different courts. I've worked with all the courts, several judges. I've worked with all the judges, all the attorneys, and I feel like I'm and ready. You know, if if elected on September the first, it would just be an easy transition we just keep going like we did the day before Lori for people who may not really know what the circuit court clerk does mm -hmm. what does that office holder actually do we uh, we are over maintain all the records for the courts uh, for the uh, uh, general sessions uh, circuit criminal courts um, 
we uh, we maintain all the records. We go to court with the judges. We generate all the money. Anybody that pays court fines or anything like that, uh, they pay us. We also and there's other things we do that a lot of people don't realize we do, uh, like passports. We're the we're a certified passport agency. We're the only one in Overton County. So if you need to get a passport, you come to us. Uh, everyone in the office is a certified passport agent. So we're um, we've been trained and we we issue passports. Um, we also deal with child support. If you have a child support issue or anything like that, you would come here and we would deal with it or we would get you to where you needed to go to do it. Uh, but our main thing is just to maintain the circuit, the court balance, the court, uh, dockets and things like that and, uh, to maintain all of that. And once they plea or whatever, we, we take care of the payments and we manage all that. Lori Hammock is our guest this morning as we meet the candidates. Again, Lori is challenging for the office of Overton County Circuit Court Clerk in the upcoming August election. Lori, do you see things in the office that you'd like to maybe work toward updating, things of that nature, if you are elected? Well, there's always things you can update because, you know, times change all the time. I mean, there's something there's something new all the time. Um, I feel like we're doing a good job trying to keep up with the times. Um, but I would, I would like to... Um, you know, maybe make the dockets and things like that more available online and those type things where it's easier to look them up. And, uh, but just, just, to continue to, because everything's going forward with like, so with, um, computers and things like that. I just want to make sure that we can, we stay up to date with all of that. What has the campaign been like for you going out and meeting with voters and things of that nature? Oh, I love it. I enjoy meeting every people, meeting new people. I know a lot of people, so it's it's fun to see people that you've not seen in a while. You know, you run into people you went to high school with <laughs> and all of that. It's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy meeting the people. Um I I go to I'm going to a lot of events and things that I didn't even realize that Overton County did annually and that type of thing. So I, I'm enjoying getting to do that and I look forward to either way continuing to go to things like that and do that do those type of things. If you're elected Overton County's next circuit court clerk, Lori, what will the voters in Overton County be getting in Lori Hammock as their circuit court clerk? Well, I feel like I'm an honest, hardworking, dedicated person. I work hard. I want to work for the people. And, you know, I want to make sure that they, they know that we're here. Our door is always open. They're here. We're here for them. Whatever they need, we can do it, you know. And in this office, a lot of times we see people on, when they're having a bad day, not when they're having a good day. And I want to make sure that we get them the help that they need or we if we if we get them to where they need to be or what they need to do in order to get the resolution to their problems because a lot of their things are just problems that we try to we can try to help solve if we'll just and we'll work with them and I just hope to be able to do that and um I enjoy working with the people and they're all great and uh, I'm very excited to continue to work with them. Lori Hammock has been our guest this morning on Meet the Candidates. Again, Lori is seeking election to the Office of Overton County Circuit Court Clerk in the August 4th election. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Mark Dillon. Mark is challenging for the Office of Overton County Circuit Court Clerk coming up in the August general election. Mark, we appreciate you joining us on the program today. What led to your decision to run for the Office of Circuit Court Clerk? Well, honestly, I've uh, I've always been serving most of my entire life. I've served in the military uh, for 30 years. Uh, I currently serve with the Sheriff's Department uh, as a court officer, and really I just enjoy serving, and uh, I got to learn about that job a little bit while I was doing the court officer position, and I just decided to run for the job. Now, Mark, for people who may not completely understand what the circuit court clerk does, can you kind of break down that office and what goes on there? Well, uh, in a nutshell, they, they manage all the court records for, for the circuit courts, uh, for the circuit criminal courts, and for the uh, general sessions courts. They keep track of all the records. They document what goes on in the courtrooms, and then they file those uh, documents and records to keep a record of the courtroom proceedings. They also um, they can uh, give you the information and in, in, uh, applications and file those applications for uh, your passports if you want to do that, if you need to travel. If you have a court proceeding and, and you don't win, or even if you do win in some instances, if you need to appeal that decision to the next higher level, they get all those records together and uh, prepare that for that a- appeals process. So that's in a nutshell. There's other things they do, but that, that's in a nutshell what they do. Mark Dillon is your guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, he is seeking the office of the Overton County Circuit Court Clerk. 
coming up in August. Mark, in addition to your military and police service, what experiences in your life also help make you a good candidate for this role? Well, I have a ton of leadership experience, obviously, being in the military. I was in several leadership positions. I managed uh, over four or five million dollars worth of equipment in my last role in the military, which was the senior supply sergeant. Uh, so I have it management experience. I have records keeping experience. I have inventory experience. Uh, a lot of those things would uh, flow into that office. Obviously, the record keeping part would. And I currently work in the courtroom, so I see a lot of what they do already on a daily basis. So I think that experience would, would assist in being able to accomplish that job. Mark, what's the campaign experience been like for you? Well, honestly, it's been an experience that uh, unless you ran for an office, you don't really have an idea of what that experience is. Uh, it's been time-consuming, obviously, but it's been enjoyable meeting all the different folks and talking to people and uh, uh, just getting out in the community and traveling all over this great county of Overton County. So it, it's uh, it's an eye-opening experience what a candidate goes through to run for an office, but I'm definitely glad that I did do that. As we wrap up today, if you are elected over to county circuit court clerk, what will the voters be getting in Mark Dillon as their new circuit court clerk? Well, they'll get an honest person, for one thing, with a lot of integrity. Uh, and my office will always be open to the citizens of Overton County if they have any questions, they need to talk about anything, and they'll, you know, just get a down-to-earth person. I'm easy to talk to, and I'll listen to any any concerns that any citizen has uh, with an open door and an open ear. Mark Dillon's been our guest to Meet the Candidates. Again, Mark is seeking the office of Overton County Circuit Court Clerk coming up August 4th. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Eric Walker's name on the ballot for Cookville City Council as we head to the polls in August. And Eric joins us now. Thanks for being with us. Hey, Larry. It's good to be with you. What did you learn in your first term on the city council? You know, when I got into this business, I, I really felt like, you know, in the way I feel now, I wanted to really do something for my community. I didn't quite know what that was going to look like, but I did have a pretty good understanding of how the city government worked and, and what we could do to fix a few things. And after I got in there, you know, you really learn so much more about it. You, you develop kind of the pace of the government, which is hard for a lot of people to understand. Um, and everybody thinks that's slow. But, you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned is how important it is to, to see that vision in the future and start taking the steps early enough so that you can make sure – the right things are happening for the city years down the road. You know, we, we started, for example, we started a police station when I first came on the council. And uh, this past meeting, we're going to finally, actually tonight's meeting, uh, we're going to finally uh, see it through um, and uh, and finish the budget on that. So that's a four-year process. So anytime you take on these large projects that are great for the city, it just takes time. And, uh, and, and making sure they're initiated and started and well-funded and, and uh, the right thing for the, the people who live here is the most important thing. And the less that you pay for it, uh, the less control you have over the speed. And, and thinking about road projects, for example, which I'm sure you've heard 
uh, a lot about as you've talked to people who will be voting in the next uh, several weeks. I mean, that's just something the town doesn't have much control over. Certainly. I mean, Kubel's largest challenge on its road projects is that it does have three major highways running through it. Um, and, you know, Willow, 70, Jefferson, those streets are all uh, operated by TDOT. And then, of course, you've got, of course, 111 and I-40. But, you know, those streets that seem like city streets are actually uh, state streets. And so it's a challenge to try to improve those over time and, and line up with state timelines. You know, I think they've been working on the Jefferson project that's going on now for 10 years, um, for over 10 years, and it's finally getting underway to extend Jefferson to 111. And so the city, though, can concentrate on the roads, and it does help us in a way because we can focus on road projects in the immediate future. We started the 10th Street project during my council term, um, and, you know, we we are handling that issue, making sure that that road is going to, finally withstand that's been a problem ever since the high school was put in that area um and so we're just trying to make sure that that entire area through cookville that that artery uh is is a large enough road to sustain all the traffic that it gets would you assume that this next council is going to have to take a look at other roads for example that the city has control of where some new thoroughfares, new ideas, some ways to move traffic through the city might need to be considered, knowing that very little is going to happen to Jefferson and, and, and Willow Avenue in the next decade. Certainly, certainly. I think that uh, the city's always got to look at alternatives to its traffic plan. Um, and there's certain things that happen, you know, with, with Cookville's growth. Um, you know, we, we see that a need for more schools. And, of course, the city doesn't manage or maintain any school systems, but they we've got to focus as city council people on how that affects us, how county decisions affect us. And as we look at where maybe a new school goes, that highly influences how the road system to that area is going to be upheld and, and how, what's our timeline for, for implementing the proper road structure for everyone that's going to be utilized in that area. Um, I think Cookville's going to see a few new schools over the next Five years. I think that's something that's going to be on this city council's agenda is ensuring that we have the proper infrastructure for those schools, that we're continuing to improve the infrastructure to the schools that we already have. Um, you know, the, this past council has made some decisions to uh, allow some large development. Roadways are one part of infrastructure. Another area that this council has worked on but will continue to have to focus on, water and sewer. How important is that to growth? Water and sewer, we've done a great job on that, and it's, it's, it's critical to our growth in Cookville. Now, that being said, Cookville's grown at probably the fastest pace in the past few years in its history. Um, you know, we've seen a record number of building permits in the city and the county. Um, we, we see Cookville's uh, population growing rapidly. Um, and so sustaining that growth at a level that's reasonable is the most important thing. And I, and I, I do point back to schools, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself on your growth, but you do want steady growth. It's good for our economy. It's good for our businesses. Um, and Cookville's always had steady growth. So going forward in, with the water and sewer development, I think it's important to focus on, you know, maintaining the sewer structures and the water systems that we have now. That's always needs to be your first priority because you don't want to outgrow yourself. And then the second priority is making sure that when you extend sewer somewhere, you extend water somewhere, it's appropriate for the development that's going to be in that area. Uh, we have already uh, implemented uh, drastic measures to increase our water supply. Uh, we're making expansions at our water treatment center near Center Hill Lake. Uh, that's been great for the city. It's going to be one of the largest water and sewer uh, extensions and, and that we budgeted for. That's already been done by us on council. Um, so I think that when you look forward, a lot of it's going to be, well, whether or not we partner with a developer or partner with someone to expand sewer into an area. You know, we've already planned sewer out to Tennessee Avenue uh, to help facilitate the new fairground. So a lot of those water and sewer projects are already in place um, but they certainly will be seen through by the next council. 
Eric Walker is with us as we talk about uh, the issues facing Cookville as the election day approaches. The term strategic growth is thrown around a lot, but in this context, I ask you about where Cookville stands. Are we getting to a point? Are we on our way to a point where you have to take each project that comes before the planning commission of which you have served and also the city council and really look at it even more closely does this make sense does this match is the density right those types of things absolutely and you know we we talked about that recently on the planning commission how we should meet with our county partners uh to discuss school expansions and and our ability to grow that direction. Um, You know, we don't want to just grow for the sake of growing. Um, You know, you you certainly want to see steady growth in a steady economy in your city. But, you know, strategic growth is important. You know, we don't want to end up in a situation where uh, kids are, you know, we've we've approved so many large developments that kids are having to take their classes and taught. You know, we want to make sure that, we are pacing our growth of our city uh, across the board, you know, in, in response with the county, in response with everything that's going on. And so, yes, you have to look at every individual project uh, on its merits. You know, if it's a large developer coming in, you know, that's certainly going to get developed much faster than the traditional way uh, Cookville has grown with subdivisions, with local builders building lots. And that's the most important thing is, is making sure that Cookville paves its own path. You know, we don't want to copy Murfreesboro, certainly. We don't want to copy other towns and just give away our great city just for the sake of people coming in to make money off of it. Um, you know, what we see is, is we need to make sure that our growth and our, our development benefits Cookvillians, benefits people from our area. Finally, Eric, is there a, a task or two that you feel like on your agenda that's incomplete? Absolutely. I think there's, there's plenty of them. I think downtown uh, development and beautification. Um, we've just, you know, I've, we've talked for years about trying to do gateway signage on the interstate, and that's just now seeing that project come to light. Uh, we've, you know, parking downtown, sidewalks downtown. You know, we started a parking project uh, several years ago. We purchased the land, and it's finally coming to fruition this year. So seeing these projects uh, take place and continue over time, you you have more and more ideas. You know, there's ways that we can develop parking downtown without taking up any land, without buying land. It's just improving roads, streetscaping, identifying existing parking lots appropriately, beautification of our downtown area. And it's just vital to our economy because, you know, that is the lifeblood of Cookville's economy. It's it's the hospital, Tennessee Tech, all the businesses that, that uh, exist downtown. Um, and we've seen our city thrive in the past 10 to 15 years as the west side has developed and flourished and, and our downtown area has just really flourished. Eric Walker is one of the candidates for Cookville City Council asking for your vote. If you are going to court, you need the very best. You need a specialist with proven experience and results to get you justice. Cookville attorney Henry Fincher is who you need. He's a Harvard Law School graduate. He's recognized as a national super lawyer. Henry Fincher is a certified specialist in civil trial, elder law, and family law. No other attorney in Tennessee has more certified specialties. Don't trust your case to just any lawyer. Hire the best. Hire Henry Fincher. One storm could change your landscape. Don't let that happen. Call Putnam County Tree Service to get the trees trimmed, dead branches removed, stumps ground. All it takes is one strong wind to damage your home. Putnam County Tree Service can help with the heavy branches to keep your trees healthy and strong. Call 528-3828. 528-3828 to protect your home, your landscape, your family. Putnam County Tree Service. Make the call this week. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Dwayne Harness. Now, Dwayne is challenging for a seat on the Overton County Board of Education out mm-hmm. of District 5. Dwayne, it's good to have you on the program today. What led to your decision to seek a seat on the Overton County Board of Education? 
Well, uh, I've seen a lot in our schools. Uh, we've uh, we've got great schools, great people working in there, and I just want I want to be a part of uh, the Oldham County uh, future to help out all I can do and uh, with our young people. It's just uh, it's just been a dream of mine to. I loved school when I went, and I, you know, I hated when it was over with, and I just, I wanted to get back into the school system, and this is one way I can do it. Dwayne, what are some experiences you feel like you've had in your life that helped uh, make you a good candidate? Well, I've been a builder, uh, building houses all my life. I've been in uh, a builder for over 35 years, built many homes in Oberlin County, and I've had to manage money, manage projects. And uh, had to be responsible for all that, and that's one thing uh, I think a lot of people need to be is more responsible for the situations they they get put in and for what they do. But uh, the financial system right there is uh, where I think uh, I, I would, would come in good because I've had to manage money and budgets and everything like that. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm a conservative. I'm not a wasteful person of money, and then that's one of the, one of the things I'm, I'm looking forward to doing. Dwayne Harness is our guest. I'm the candidates. Again, Dwayne is seeking a seat on the Overton County Board of Education out of District 5. Dwayne, have there been any type of issues or events that may have also factored into your decision to run for the school board? Well, I'm looking at their students, our young people of today, and uh, it's a little different from when I grew up. Summertime, I went to work in uh, Red Cap. A lot of people know that as the pants factory in Putnam came when I was 15 years old. Worked through the summertime. And uh, I kind of think our worth ethics have got a little bit out of hand. Uh, one thing I want to do if I'm elected is I want to try to get with the students and work with them and their families and the schools and try to get students summertime jobs to give them something worth ethics and something to look forward to in life and know what it's like to get out there and have to earn a dollar for yourself. Dwayne, as you're out on the campaign trail and you're meeting and speaking with local voters, what do you hear from them in terms of their thoughts and concerns? Well, I've met a lot of good people out here knocking doors. Uh, residents and long, lifelong from Oberlin County and uh, news residents has moved from out of state. And they're, uh, they're all concerned about uh, our future. And our children are our future. And I believe we need to, we need to put a hand in on that. We need to help teach our young people about what's out here in the world world real world when they get out of school when they have to go to work and i think if everyone if everyone gave just back a little bit of their self in our county in our community just how much greater could our county and community be i believe it'd be just it'd be out of this world Dwayne, as we wrap up today, if you are elected to the Board of Education, what will the voters in District 5 be getting in Dwayne Harness as their school board representative? Well, I want to spend a lot of time at the schools. I'm 66 years old, and I'm going to kind of semi-retire. I'm going to still stay busy just a little bit, but not much. But I want to visit every school at least once a month. I want to get to know the principals, the teachers, the students, and the buildings. I want to find out with them the concerns of the shapes the schools are in and with my knowledge of construction i can look and tell a lot of stuff that maybe need to be fixed right at that moment instead of waiting six months down the road and costing us more money i do and i have promised i want to help out in a way i want to give out six scholarships every year one to each small school that graduates from livingston and uh, along with trying to get the high school students uh summertime jobs and get them some work ethics that's uh that's about where I stand on what I want to do. Dwayne Harness has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Dwayne's name will be on the ballot in the race for Overton County School Board in District 5 in the August 4th election. Ashley Carr, candidate for Overton County Board of Education in District 5, declined an invitation to participate in this program. Our next guest on Meet the Candidates is Ms. Kim Smith-Copeland. Now, Kim is the incumbent seeking re-election to the Office of Overton County Register of Deeds in the upcoming August election. Kim, it's good to have you on the program with us. How long have you been involved in the Register of Deeds office in Overton County? Well, Tom, I got elected uh, as the Register of Deeds in 2018, but I have been employed at the Register's office since September 1 of 1990. Kim, going back to that time back around 1990, early on, and today, what are some of the differences you've seen in the Register of Deeds office? 
Oh, wow. In 1990, we were posting everything in books and writing them uh, in books. Um, and now everything is on the computer. Um, and, of course, back then, I didn't have the responsibility like I do now. Uh, that was on Peck Smith. But now I have that big responsibility, and it is a big responsibility. Kim, for someone who may ask, what does the Register of Deeds actually do? Can you kind of explain the office to us? Sure. I am the recorder and record keeper of all legal documents that pertain to property. And like I said, I've been in here for, uh, been working here for almost 32 years. And over the years, I've learned so much about the office and the process of running it. And still today, I'm learning because uh, there's new things happening all the time. The state legislature creates new laws and amends existing laws to better keep the office running with precision and, most importantly, to protect the people of Overton County. Uh, you can ask attorneys, banks, title companies that deal with me on a daily basis that I'm a stickler in making sure these laws are obeyed. Um, once a year, the state of Tennessee performs two audits, a financial audit and a computer audit, and every year I have a clean audit and no findings. Kim Smith-Copeland is her guest to meet the candidates. Again, she's seeking re-election to the Office of Overton County Register of Deeds. Kim, what was the biggest change for you going from working in the office to actually serving as Register of Deeds? Well, working in the office, of course, I didn't have uh, the power to uh, do things like I do now as far as uh, upgrading the computer system I brought in uh, where we can pay now with credit cards. We have a uh, program now called e-filing, which uh, documents are sent to us over the computer and they have to meet state requirements before we can record them. But we're doing a lot of that now. So I want to keep the office up to date on what's out there now so it could be better for the people of Overton County. Kim, if you're reelected to the Office of Register of Deeds, what would you say to the voters that they will continue to get in Kim Smith-Copeland as Overton County Register of Deeds? Well, they'll keep getting the best service possible. I keep up with all the laws and make sure that we abide by those laws. I'm friendly, knowledgeable, and when they come in, I have one of two questions I always ask. What can I do for you, and how can I help you today? And uh, I'm, I'm here working for the people, and um, I know my job, and I know what's best for you. Kim Smith-Copeland has been our guest on Meet the Candidates. Again, Kim is seeking re-election to the office of Overton County Register of Deeds in the August general election. Jimmy Connor, candidate for Overton County Register of Deeds, declined an opportunity to participate in this program. That's today's Meet the Candidates. If you missed any part of today's show, be sure to visit News Talk 94.1 online for the on-demand audio. Our producer is Jake Wallman. Thank you for joining us for Meet the Candidates. I'm Tom Duggan.